welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Biz Dira, Kit, and Flick. Last week, the party ignored a side quest that might have allowed them to level up. Oh, you know what? Don't, don't even. <laughs> don't. Just don't. That's, that's not nice. I couldn't resist. Oh, it was so perfect. Anyway, so and much. made for the third and final key. Their magical tracking of the key led them to the ruins of a city apparently inhabited by the Yuan-Ti. While casing the city's walls and studying its defenses, they saw a female orc exit through the main gate. Hiding in the trees, Kit managed to charm the orc, who's now offered to share camp with them for the night and tell them stories about her experiences in the city. What will they find out from Niga the orc? Will it be useful for our adventures as they attempt to finally get their hands on the third key? And what's going to happen when this charm person spell wears off? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hello. I don't Hello. know if I want to talk to you today. <laughs> talk- you oh, are you st- is it because of the, the level up thing? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just cast another charm person spell. Exactly. I, yeah. yeah. Those two have clearly moved on. Bizdeer is still mad at me about the level up thing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I was like, we have to move forward. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where are we moving if we're not moving forward? I hold grudges. Don't we know this already? Yeah, right? It's just part of my personality. <laughs> I know. Sometimes All it's... Right. Hard not to dwell, you know. Yeah, girl, you're preaching to the choir over here. What? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, therapy. Moving on. Uh, moving on. We have a charmed orc. You have a charmed orc. Her name is Niga. She to thinks, her at some point. Right. She also thinks yeah. Kit's name is Jan and Flick's name is Phil. That's I've right. Already, I've decided on a name too. Oh, oh, oh I can't wait. All right. So, sh- so you two lead Niga back to uh, where Bizdira is, and Bizdira. Uh, Bizdira says, "Oh." <gasps> It's so good to see you again. How are you? And she sort of looks to Kit just for confirmation that she doesn't need to kill this thing. And I'm, I'll am i shake my head, or nod my head rather, and smile. Shake your head and she goes for the axe. Shake my head, yes. <laughs> she's still not, she's like, yes, friend or yes, kill. I'm so confused. Yes, she she's a friend. We travel together. Niga looks a little disappointed. I feel you, girl. Kin to Bastira, perhaps. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Bastira will go up and say, Oh, you- sorry. My manner is. I'm Mira. How are you? Ugh. All right. Well, at least that one's appropriately fantasy sounding. Hey. I like well, Phil. I was. If if she hadn't introduced herself, I was going to say she was Brenda, so. <laughs> oh, that's. Pre- <laughs> I mean. I tried to come up with something that kind of sounded like a part of Bizdira, so Dira, Mira, whatever. And I actually I, I knew someone you. named Mira growing up. All right. I know. I have a friend named Mira. Yeah. So, well, I don't. Now I feel left out. <laughs> you should. So, anyway. um, Phil will look to um Niga and mm-hmm. say, oh, you said you had um many uh, tall tales about the Yuan-Ti. I would love to hear them. Oh, do tell. I love tales about the Yuan-Ti. <laughs> They're my favorite bedtime stories. Um, <laughs> I would explain a lot about Bizarre, actually. Bunch of little shits they are, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So as you all sort of set up camp for the evening, uh, Niga begins to tell you a, a little bit about her experience with the Yuan-Ti. While she does that, let me have the three of you make your nightly constitution saves with advantage. <laughs> Uh-oh. Kit. No, I'm I'm happy for the advantage. Oh, okay, good. What'd you get? <laughs> uh, with the advantage, it is uh, an eighteen. <laughs> oh, fine. I think I think Phil might have. Uh, I'm not crit. calling you guys those names. Oh, I am. Flick. <laughs> um, I didn't crit, but I got a fifteen. Oh, okay. You're dancing a lot for a fifteen. Seriously, Bizdier. Okay, I, that's a success. A success is a success. People, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Uh, we need to well, be celebrating successes here in this day and age. You know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> oh, this really is D&D therapy. Listen, <laughs> I'm like, I Jesus. got an adjusted 20, and I am not nearly as dancey as Phil. Well, that's uh, that's a tribute to your own personal level of happiness that's enough. now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm danced out for today, at least. I think, I think his name is Dr. Phil. <laughs> oh, Zacta. Just a Zacta <gasps> Phil over here. 
But oh. Except that really, I'm just imagining all of a sudden Flick has become Phil Dunphy from Modern <gasps> Family. Yes. <gasps> oh, yes. okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> Actually, yes. that's kind of that's kind of accurate, right? That's yes. what I'm saying. That's. Oh, yeah, that's really yes. funny. Wow. Love okay. It. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Great. Wonderful. All right. So none of you are sick. And <laughs> Nika begins Z- to just sheep. Zach to Phil says, nobody's sick. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. What, what have I done? Okay. Phil Dumpy And I'm a cleric, also... so I am pretty much a Zacta over here. You I know, know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you and started we're going to leave it, it there DM. for this you week. You have no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Last Refuge. We do I'm have so a website. I'm sorry to www. make you listen www. to this. Nika tells you stories. Aren't you so proud of yourself? You created a bunch of monsters. I really did. I, you know what? Literally I am proud. and figuratively. <laughs> the proudest. All right. So, Nika, as you all lay out camp and and have some food and whatever, Nia tells Nika tells you some stories. It sort of mostly starts out just as sort of little individual complaints about individual Yuan-Ti, nothing super valuable and more kind of whiny, which is sort of weird coming out of an orc. And like super disappointing as well. We're like, okay, we don't care. Also also that, but also just like generally weird, like apparently like charming her and then like you three like acting all whatever has like super let down her guard or something. I don't know. It's weird. (laughs) Um, But some, a couple of, a couple of decent things that you can get, you begin to, as she sort of talks about some of the different things that she spent her time doing, because she apparently had spent at least four or five days from what you can tell in the city waiting for the mage ascendant to be in a better mood. Um, So you sort of get a general layout of what the city is like. Um, The walls, there's really only one way into the city, which was the gates that you all saw yesterday. uh, Or earlier, I guess you still haven't slept yet. So earlier tonight, that's really the only way into the city. There are four guards there at any given time. She happened to come out when the guard captain was on duty. He's not always, obviously. And they're there. Really, she hasn't seen anyone else other than herself and Yuan-Ti enter exit the city in days. Anyone who goes into or out of the city is subject to inspection by the guards and they have something. She says that little stick that he waved at me does something. She was not super familiar with what it was or what it did but she knows that it basically is a way for the guards to make sure that nobody is trying to smuggle in or more importantly steal or smuggle out the city's precious magic items. Uh And you begin to understand as she tells you these little sort of these chismes, these little like gossipy type stories about her experiences with the Yuan-Ti, that their entire society is structured around their access to and ownership of magic items. Oh, shoot. They're, they seem to have some sort of, and again, the details are fuzzy because you're just sort of pulling this out of what she's telling you, but it seems like they have some sort of a class system and your class in society is based entirely upon the number and power of magic items that your family owns. Um, most Yuan-Ti are in the lower class, and so they have maybe one or two sort of middlingly powerful things. And a lot of times they're just like, they're sort of things to help with like everyday life. Like she met a family of Yuan-Ti that, or not a family, but she met a Yuan-Ti individual who she watched uh, trip and fall and sort of tear his cloak and the cloak was able to mend itself. So it's just little enchantments like that. It's nothing particularly powerful for most of these Yuan-Ti. The middle class seem to have a few more of these sort of minor powered enchantment enchanted items. Some of them have slightly more powerful items, but not more than one usually per family. She didn't have, she hasn't had any direct contract with, uh, contact contract, contact with the upper class. From what she can tell, there are really only three families, three upper class families in the city, which she calls Silfsen. And she like clearly is trying to say it the way the Yuan-Ti say it by like elongating the S's, but like it just sounds silly when she says it. (laughs) Anyway, as far as she can tell, there's only three upper class families, but she never had any interaction with them. What else can you sort of tell about society? Oh, there are some Yuan-Ti that own no magic items, and they are sort of like the untouchables. They Their presence is not even acknowledged by itemed Yuan-Ti. They're used for sort of menial labor. To call them slaves, though, would sort of acknowledge their humanoidness, and really they're like... 
their their presence is not acknowledged. They're they they might as well be like automatons, robots for all that the the other Yuan-Ti, like, respect or care about them. Interesting. Um, and that's sort of what you can tell just based on her little stories. If you all want to get more specific, she does at the end of one story, she finally sort of realizes she's been going on and she turns to you all and she says, I've been rambling on. What What was the story of you doing here so close to Sylphsin? Oh, wait, before we get on us, I'm still on you. Um, <laughs> could we actually, uh, do you know who has the most power Powerful object in the town. She says, well, that must be the mage ascendant, I would assume. He is said to have the, the most and the most powerful objects. It is actually said that he, uh, in and of himself, is apparently able to command the powers of magic on his own without items, and that items in his presence uh, re- respond to his will, and he can increase their power when he wields them. Interesting. I don't know if any of it's true or just suspicious, no- uh, superstitious nonsense, but that is what they say. And is he, I assume he belongs to one of these three families? She says, oh no, the, the major ascendant is outside of any of the Yuan-Ti families himself. And remind me, did you actually end up seeing him? She says, no, I waited for days for him to be in a better mood, but he never quite, quite, quite got around to it. She says, I was allowed into the uh, reception chamber of his keep uh, up on the hill on the far side of town, but he was never holding audiences, so I just waited around. Did he display his magic items in any sort of showy way? Uh, she says, not in the not in the reception area, but he wouldn't, would he? I mean, for all of his powers and all of his uh, power within the hierarchy of the city, these Yuan-Ti are all paranoid motherfuckers. She says it just like that. Uh, she says their, their daily lives are built around being worried about someone else stealing or taking one of their items. Oh, lovely. Hmm. Mm. That's so interesting. Um, so you're saying that, you know, going back to why you're here, um, mm. you were sent here simply to uh, amend ties between the orcs and the kobolds, uh, uh, not the kobolds, <laughs> the kobolds. Of what am I saying? She uh, of course not. She says, oh, please, you make <laughs> joke. Uh, Phil will also spit, but it'll be like in Mulan when she tries to spit like a boy and it like kind of yes. like dangles out of her mouth because like he can't do that. So it'll like dangle out of his mouth um, and be like, yeah, kobolds. <laughs> um, no, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yuan and the orcs? Uh, she says, uh, yes, but... Uh, it's really there's nothing to talk about really and she turns to uh, Kit Jan uh, and mm-hmm. says but I- enough talk from, from this one who cannot spit my friend it has been frankly I can't remember the last time I saw you please tell me more of your adventures and what you're doing here and how you've been uh, I'm a boy <laughs> also not the one who charmed her yeah well, like double whammy you know I've just been exploring the land you know me I love to I love to see what's there and and I like to collect herbs, so I've really just been exploring. But really, I feel like you've had, clearly had such a traumatic experience trying to get this cl- this mage ascendant to listen to you. I really, I feel like you must have more you want to get off your chest. And you know, I love to listen. I'm really, I'm here for you. She says, yes, I, I, I feel like maybe I might possibly remember that about you, maybe, sort of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so let's see what else does she tell you i mean is there anything in particular that you want to sort of nudge her on because she does seem to just be sort of at this point telling you know anecdotal type things um i guess i'll kind of po- prod along the line of uh questioning that flick was going along and ask about the statue of the major ascendant um i'm just curious is there anything particularly special about it anything that you don't see on every day you want to um mm. uh, no yes uh, well (laughs) no 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 please finish yeah great uh so yeah well uh i mean there's the whole smiling and scowling thing which is quite odd uh 
but um, he does wait a minute and I'll tell you in just a second. Ah, yes. Um, she says, no, it's, you know, he's wearing uh, ostentatious robes in the statue and his his little major dome or whatever, the head of his household comes down with one of those, those magical sticks every day to change the statue's expression when it needs changing. She says, you know, he wears the sort of headpiece of his office. He has that uh, funny-shaped amulet around his neck that he wears. Uh, nothing unusual. Oh, an amulet? Yeah. How interesting. What, 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 what kind of shape is it in? Uh, she sort of describes the shape to you, and it sure does sound a lot like the shimmer scale and the fire shield. Yeah, it oh, does. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm I'm so surprised. <laughs> Great. Does she happen to have a map of the city? Uh she could draw you guys a little like rough sketch sort of in the dirt. She doesn't have a map of it, but she could like she could sketch something out. We'd be very curious to see that. So she she does. Um so you all can sort of see uh basic the basic layout of the city. The the entrance gate where you guys are coming is sort of on the southern side is on the southern side. The Western, nope, that's the eastern part of the city, because that's upside down, uh, is all bordered along sheer cliffs that she says for most of the city drop about 200 feet and then into the ocean. Uh, In the southeastern corner of the city is a sort of hill that there are stairs that go up it. There are three levels uh, or tiers of walls and protection there that have three separate gates that you have to pass through. At the top of that hill is the keep of the Mage Ascendant. The very top of the hill is about 300 feet up from the basic elevation of the rest of the town. So it's about 500 feet drop to the ocean there. Um, other than that, the, uh, what does she call it? The Grove of the Mage Ascendant, which is where his statue is, is in the very center of the city. Uh, the guards' barracks are just a little ways uh, to the north of that, sort of between the Grove and the uh, Wall Gate. The three big uh, upper-class family estates are on the southern edge of town, right before you get to the hill where the keep is. Uh, there's a little market between the upper-class houses and the grove. And then there's just, you know, dwellings and shops and things like that. Nothing. There's one sort of sorry excuse for what she sort of pretend like she calls a like a, a drink house. But they're not they're not really into tourists here. So they don't really have anything like that. Cool. Does she know the general population? I mean, from what she's looked at, probably, probably not more than somewhere between one and 200. Okay. Maybe a little more. She's not I mean, she's not really sure. They don't they don't often send people out of the city. But like maybe there are some that are out patrolling and she's not really sure how many people are actually like up in the keep she's seen the guards up there and she knows sort of the deal with the security of the keep but beyond that like she doesn't know how big the mage ascendant's staff is or anything like that does she happen to know the guards schedule so she um hold on just a second (laughs) so she sort of gets a sly look in her eye and she turns to kit jan and she says i i really do have to ask these are all questions that, of course, I, I do not mind answering for such a good friend of mine, but I have to wonder, why are you asking these questions? She has sort of a sly smile. Well, as I said, I've been mm-hmm. traveling, I've been traveling all around this land looking for the rarest herbs, and I have it on good authority that within the Yuan-Ti lands, <laughs> there's there's something very interesting in there. Um, and I'm, I'm very curious to lay my eyes on it. So, uh, But we are worried that we will not be allowed in simply because, you know, it's not as though we're orcs. We don't have the sort of relationship that you might have with the Yuan-Ti. So go we just want to be me, prepared. Go ahead and make me a deception check with advantage. Because she doesn't have any real reason to not believe you, uh, mostly. (laughs) This is scary. Oh, but I rolled a 17. Great. Uh, she did not roll that well, so she she uh, she sort of she gives you a little bit of the side eye, but she nods and she says, "Oh, all right, all right." She says, "Well, you are correct. They certainly will not let you in the city if you don't have a writ of passage from the orc leader or or some other extremely persuasive reason. Uh, you know, they are they are very xenophobic, and 
Certainly. They assume that all outsiders are there to steal their magic items. And actually, it's quite impressive. From what I have heard from others of my my f- uh, folks who have come to attempt to uh, parlay with the yuan nothing makes the yuan forget their arguments with each other, like a stranger who they think is trying to steal their things. Very interesting. It is interesting, isn't it? I feel like we could really use a rogue right about now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all right. You've got a druid, a monk, and a cleric. Surely they can do something. <sighs> okay. Um, great. I'm I'm plumb out of questions. Yeah. I don't know if I have anything directly I want to ask her. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you all can sort of bed down for the evening. Uh, after you've had your your dinner, what's the what's the plan with her? Should we wait until she's asleep and then uh, go hide and camp somewhere else? I mean, yes, we definitely want to leave. Um, <laughs> but the question, my, my yeah, do we want to do anything though? Because she's gonna wake up and she's gonna remember that she was charmed and we were chatting with her. Um, so yeah. we um, need to do something. <laughs> 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 and I don't I'd, want to kill her, but if that's what we have to do, okay. Oh, I man. Will kill her. Oh, no. I have little issue slitting her throat in her sleep. Boop. My- she's an orc. I don't like orcs. Boop. Oh, you know, well, it's too late now. She's asleep. We didn't ask her when she got this message and what she knows about what's happening with the orcs. But anyways, whatever. I, that's done. I assume if she still is talking about the orc leader... It- not in a grieving way, I think she's pretty oblivious. She's been there for four or five days. That was not even four or five days ago. That's true. Okay. Uh, well, it it was, but oh, but I mean, they had come out to see it's, us. It's been, and she she's been well, traveling. She's been, yeah. So you, right? get, yeah, yes, yeah. Correct. She had to, you guys she had have to been, travel there. You all just let me look at our calendar, which I have. So you all destroyed the orc chief a te- uh, exactly a ten day ago at this point. Okay. Oh shoot. Okay. Well, I, and it took you guys from the Cobalt Territory, it took you four, five, six, seven days to arrive down here. Oh, I forgot we bypassed at the temple. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't see a great solution other than killing her, uh, because we all know how well it went the last time we just tied up an orc. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, crap. Okay, fine. Ugh, I really don't like it, but I really don't. I mean, unless we, like, tie her up and throw her in the ocean. <laughs> I'm not carrying I mean, her all the way over there. <laughs> that will also kill her, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You just won't get as bloody, but that's fine. All right. All right, Biz. It's, uh, it's, you're, you're on, you're up, Bizdira. <laughs> I'm just the assassin of this group. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Okay. Um. So I'll need a stealth check to not wake her. Okay. Uh, I do expect you guys to be ready to fight if I don't just get to Oh, kill yeah. Her. I mean, we're ready. We're like awake. <laughs> I'm not sleeping yeah. through this. <laughs> no. That's good. Cause I don't know how well a nine is for oh, stealth. Dear. All right, well, she's Oof. sleeping, so she has disadvantage, so hang on a sec. Oh, well, I rolled a one and a two, so you're fine. Oh, great. Um, All right, so you get up to her and take your question mark. I am actually going to use my fancy dagger. All right, I feel like that's that feels appropriate. Yeah. And uh, without any, tr- I mean, I'm not going to make you roll anything. Like, she's sleeping, you go up to her with a dagger, and you slit her throat. Okay. Um, Good and I God. want to. It really hurts Kit's heart. <laughs> yeah, I just, I feel like, ooh, I mean, you're both good, right? Not Bizdira, I know is lawful neutral, yeah. but the other two of you are good, right? Yeah, that hurts. That's, but yeah, it's I not am great. chaotic. You are chaotic, and, and Flick is, is neutral good, right? Yeah. Um, it still doesn't also, feel good. No, it feels terrible, but it's for the greater good. <laughs> I know, big picture, big picture. So A lot Grindelwald worse has happened there. for the greater the good than one death of an orc. I would like to rummage through her belongings. <laughs> yeah, of course, absolutely. All right, so she's got that battle axe on her. Um, she's wearing the traditional uh, orc armor that you that you saw all of the other orcs when you t- 
tussled with them before. Uh, she's wearing that same armor. You sort of rummage through her uh, bags, like her belt bags and things, and you do find a note, uh, sort of what she referred to earlier as that writ of passage from the orc leader, mm-hmm. uh, which basically just says that she is there on behalf of the orc leader and hopefully to, to grant her access to the city. She's got a few days worth of rations. She's got... She does also have a javelin... Uh, with her. I think that's basically it. I mean, she's got a bedroll and a water skin and all the sort of basic camping type stuff as well. Okay. Nothing too out of the ordinary. Uh, I'm gonna... Oh, wait, did Bria... Was Bria the one with the shovel? I think I have a shovel. I feel like several of you had shovels. Okay, because we should bury her. Yeah. I'll give her that respect. Okay. Yeah. And I'll <laughs> say a prayer to Denier. Oh, I still pick feel so bad about this. <laughs> I know, I feel really bad too. <laughs> I love the empathy for a fictional character. I know. And that we, well, and she was so nice to us. I know she was she charmed. Was so but nice. She was charmed. <laughs> she was charmed, though. She for sure would have killed us in the morning. Like, we, we would have had to yeah, kill her. Yeah, she would have. Yeah, I know. I, or she would yeah, have gone back and told them that we were in the woods and come in. Yeah, for she would have killed us in the morning. That's what I have to keep telling myself. She would have killed yeah. us. Okay. All right. I don't feel bad anymore. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, so you want a barrier? Yeah. yeah. In the gross, swampy, muddy nastiness. You know. Which actually just make probably makes it. Well, I don't know. I don't know that it's probably easier to dig, but it keeps sort of filling in as the mud sort of tumbles in. So probably like effort wise, it's probably about the same. Oh yeah, she's gonna smell real bad too. Yeah. We all. Uh, smell this bad. will take a while. Uh, but if you want to still take a full long rest after it, you'll just start the next day a little bit later into the day, which is is sort of fine, I assume. So what is the plan for the next day? Well, okay, so here's, yeah, here's my initial thought. I think, you know, if we're going to go directly up to the gate or, you know, if we're going to try and get in here, like, as honestly as possible, um, we have to reveal that we have powerful magic items. That's the only way we're going to get in. Um, Meaning, of course, the, for those listening at home, (laughs) meaning, of course, the Shimmer Scale and the Fire Shield. Well, there's also, um, in addition to revealing our magic items, which I'm a little bit afraid of showing them the Shimmer Scale and the Shield, um, based on what she was saying about the Mage Ascendant, it also sounds like they have great respect for people who who can do magic in general. That's also true. Yeah. So I, I feel like we that, could make yeah. a show of it. Yeah. I would I would like to keep the shimmer scales that we have hidden as much as possible. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. I mean, that was just my initial thought. I was like, yeah. I hear magic items and I'm like, oh, well, they value that. So Yeah. Um, but I mean, all three of us can do at least one type of magic cuz I mean, I can do a little magic. Um, so we can use that and then like we do have Frosty's hat. Um, oh yeah, that's another mm-hmm. magic item we have. I forgot. Right. I is my fancy dagger a magic item or is it just a fancy thing? No, it is. It's magic. So I have a magic item as well. Um, I think I have a scroll, a magic-y scroll thing. I don't know if they'll care about it, but is it a right. spell scroll? Yeah. Oh yeah, you do. You have a spell scroll. I forgot. And I actually can't use it, so... It's Snowball Swarm, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. That's actually really helpful. Okay, so we do have things that, like, are not the Shimmer Scale that are... If we had to, like, barter, we could. Yeah, and Um, I also have a couple potions still. Uh pendant as well damn i've given you guys a lot of shit yeah you did thank you <laughs> yeah you're welcome um so it's you know cold in the swamp really helpful <laughs> um yeah but, but yeah. i i mean i need a way to well i guess i can't conceal my um bag of holding hmm you could stick it under your cape don't you have a cape well he has a wand that will uh, that will <laughs> unveil any concealed magic items yeah um, are we like a hundred percent? We want to try to do this the honest way. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, and that was my next sort of suggestion. It's like that's okay. That's one path. The other path yeah. is to either sneak in w- some way, shape, or form. My stealth is not great. Um, or if you want to fly in, or you can't fly. Damn. Uh, if you want to crawl in, I, I mean, don't know. I, can, I use my radiant soul. If well, so that's I can't pretty fly. Show- that's pretty damn showy. Yeah. Um, right. I wonder. If can you turn into something poisonous and just slowly start picking people off one by one? S- you can turn into a snake. Can't? Oh well, <laughs> they're snakes. <laughs> <laughs> 
But like a poisonous, like uh, like a black widow spider or something, and just start biting people left and right, and make them think that they're coming down with some sort of plague. Yeah, oh <laughs> it was it was the yeah. There's something that has poison. Um, and I mean that's an option. I think another option, but I mean we could also still utilize this. What if we go to like the far one of the far ends of the um the wall, maybe the one closest to the keep. And if it's like if we think um, it won't draw too much attention, we could get rid of the two guards like on that end and then just climb over the wall. Right. We could do that. Sure. We just climb normally like. Well, how how tall did you say it was, DM? The 200. Wall? Yeah. Oh, 200. No, no, the, that's the, the cliff. No, that's the cliff to the. Yeah. The wall itself is probably uh, looking at it from where you guys were. It looks like it's probably about 20 feet tall. It's a pretty damn tall wall. Um, I mean, I still feel like like we've done we've climbed a wall before. I can also I can always just be a spider again and take. It took some a little rope. while, but you did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, nobody's gonna be throwing shit down at us this time. Hopefully not. That we know of. Yeah. Um. And I don't. I don't Those wanna, are my thoughts. Yeah, and I don't want to jump the gun. I guess, but I think we do need to be thinking what we're gonna do when we get in. Like, what's what's our plan? What's our ultimate plan? Like, are we going to sneak into the keep because if we're going to sneak into the keep we need to be sneaking the entire time probably because if we uh you know what i mean like if our presence is known at all that's i mean that's going to be like she said a bunch of strangers especially ones a who have magic items because there's no way that they're gonna not know that we have magic items and b who don't look like orcs or kobolds or yuan t are gonna attract a lot of attention and so yeah I feel like if we're if we're doing the sneaky sneaky plan, we're doing it in the dead of night. Right. That yes, or or as disguised as possible. Like I don't even know if we can disguise me or Bizdira, but yeah. Well, I do. I do have that handy stealth spell that if we're taking a rest, I can prepare that. Uh, yeah, pass without trace. Okay. Yeah. And that'll make us all extra sneaky. Um, and then if well, if we do if we do attack two of the guards, we can steal if they have any clothes, whatever they're wearing, and you guys can wear their guard outfits. Yeah. So DM, what exactly is their uh, guard uniform look like? Like so- harem pants and a vest, and that's it. <laughs> since they're snakes, <laughs> you they're know what? Yes, I think that is what it is. <laughs> No, because they're guards. Um, they have to be, like, they have to have some sort of protective. Yeah, no, right? they do it. They look like, I, I mean, ex- with the exception of the captain, the, the regular guards look like they were wearing uh, some t- sort of sort of leather. Some of them had studded leather armor on. Um, it was all a bit different because some of the guards looked fairly human. Some of the guards had the snake heads. You didn't notice any of the guards as the type of Yuan-Ti that you saw at the temple where they have the snakes for arms. But you (laughs) did see guards that had the snake lower halves and the human upper bodies. The guard captain was one of the ones that had the snake head. I'm trying to think if there's anything else distinct about them. But yeah, I mean, they were, you know, the the guard captain had better looking armor than just basic leather or studded leather. Mm -hmm. So... Oh, wait, did you say if there are any that look straight up humanoid? There there are several of the guards that you saw that look, at least from, from the distance that you guys were, that look pretty straight up humanoid, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the biggest problem, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Flick. Technically, it wasn't my choice, so... I can just That's become a snake and wrap the point. myself around you and lead you around. That's not creepy. <laughs> That would be hilarious. You just like draw a snake on his face. <laughs> just I just like a, I just go around with like my fingers with my fangs. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I'm like um, I'm like what? What's wrong? Oy. Okay, so, well, okay, we're bouncing a lot sucks. of uh, bouncing a lot of ideas around. Yeah, yeah. The question <laughs> is, if we do the non-sneaky way, we do the honest mm-hmm. way. Yeah. What is our reasoning? For asking to see the mage. Is it like, are we going in as like, what is it, emissaries? Is that the word I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. For the kobolds to be like, well, we'll give you magic items. Items. We'll give items. you magic items to leave us alone. Or do we go saying, oh, we hear that this is something that you are interested in and we want to create a uh, 
an alliance. This is yes, an alliance. Well, I've got a super. I mean, this is. I feel like I don't know whether it's Flick or me as a player, but I always go this route. Um, where like I try to go like the honest, persuasive way, which is so stupid. I feel like it's better with these than it was the orcs. The orcs, I had no way in hell with this. But when talk, I mean, maybe we could approach them and say, you know, I mean, obviously we are who we are. We're not from here. We have valuable magic items on us. We don't have to reveal that we have the shimmer scale or anything like that. But we could also, in order, because he won't really care about, we could say that we know about the amulet, first of all. We, we know about that. We have that information. Um, we could, we have to incorporate, you know, kind of like we did with the orcs, incorporate the I'm fact gonna, that, no, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to guide you quickly because you guys are bouncing back and forth. And I yeah. think the big decision that you need to make first is going in, quote unquote, honestly or not, because we're still right. getting ideas for both of those sides. So I think right. that's the first decision that you guys should make. Well, My that's concern? what I'm saying is, like, if we go in honestly, I think we have to have a backup, well, or, like, we have to continue on with that thought, and I think that's yeah. to bring in bring in the my siblings and the fact that there's a greater evil here mm. <laughs> with, like, this old song that <laughs> they're... But they that will provide them with more magic items. Yeah. If we beat them, we get more magic items that we can give to them, quote-unquote, however right. we want to promise them that. Because those are really powerful magic items, and that is something that he would be interested in. Right. My only concern with going in honestly is the fact of, like, what stops them from just turning around and murdering us? We They completely outnumber us. Yeah, they do, but as, they do, whether we're sneaky as or not, she said, yeah. nothing sort of, like, uh, stops them from arguing with each other than thinking that people are going to steal their magic items. So if we come right. in honestly, I think I think that's where I think sneaking is, like, kind of the 100% not what we want to do. You know what I mean? Right. Because they're so, always on patrol. They're always so mm-hmm. paranoid. I think mm-hmm. if we come in with a really solid persuasive argument, I think that might be... It's kind of the opposite of the orcs. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. with the orcs, we had to be like kind of stupid and sneaky with it. This is like, we kind of have to make sense. Yeah. Yeah, that okay. all makes a lot of sense to me. My only question then is, are we trying to persuade the mage to give us the amulet or are we still planning on taking it by force in which case that's scary (laughs) i don't know if we can plan for that now i think we have to meet with him because if we i think it really depends on how (laughs) what i hate to say this but what mood he's in (laughs) right um i think if he's in a sort of generous giving mood, I think he'll be more susceptible to, you know, if we promise him more powerful magic items like the amulet, maybe he'll let us use it. You know, I, you know, it, it's, it's all a crapshoot at this point. So I have a, another logistical question, DM. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Kit Wild Shapes, will that be, will that show up with the, the wand that this, or captain has do we do we know that that is or- a really good question kit make yeah. me an arcana check okay since it's your thing that's a good question <laughs> i have no fucking idea <laughs> i failed <laughs> your, your best guess is that you failed like a one yep well, oh I no mean, you have no idea okay yeah i mean i'm proficient in arcana but that still only gets me a four yeah i mean maybe it's definitely magic what she's doing, but whether it's the type of magic that... The other thing is, you're not even really sure what it is that he's doing to detect these things. Right. So, so, you know, is it a detect magic spell? Then maybe not. Is it something more complicated or powerful? Then maybe, you know. And, like, so quite my, frankly... Oh, go ahead. So, my thought with that is to do... <laughs> my The imagery I have in my head is the Nightmare Before Christmas and the mayor with his spider... Bowtie. Uh, bow tie yeah and how he's like getting it out of his thing and putting it back on and just saying like okay we have frosty's hat you wear frosty's hat and have kit just like as a spider just be like decor on it so it's just the two of us going in and so we kind of have kit as like a um sneaky backup plan kind of like a plan a and plan b i feel i feel like if if that's what you guys want to do um then I should just climb over the wall. We shouldn't take the chance that he's going to uh, recognize me. Um, but the greater problem with that is I can only be in my wild shape for four hours a day. So what's going to happen when I need to 
not be an animal. <laughs> well, hopefully, if we get past the gates, if the mage is in a good mood and wants to see us, then hopefully he'll see us right away. If not, we'll have quarters that we'll probably be stuck in. Well, I think we... Well, first things first, I think we we just need to decide how we're going in. Uh, have we... I... I mean, I feel like I feel like it makes the most sense to go to try to persuade them. Um, I I don't know if I will terribly regret saying those words later. Um, but I know me. Well, story of my life. Uh, I mean, I'll back you guys if you want to go in. Honestly, I'll back you for sure. Um, yeah, because we're dealing but... with a smarter creature here for sure. Yeah. Smarter than the orcs. Oh, yeah. De- yeah. Oh, for sure. And the other thing... But, uh, but a smarter also and more willing to listen. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I feel like ultimately we're making the decision between potentially like getting into a lot of battles and like bloodbaths, which is what will happen if we sneak in versus really having to rely on our diplomatic negotiating skills. Um, which is all you guys... <laughs> I mean, it's really flick, really, unless you give one of us Frosty's hat. But Which could help, yes. Yeah. And I mean, like, if in that case, I don't know if it actually makes the most sense for me to go in, um, it, it, for me to sneak in. I don't think there's really any need for you to, to be honest. Yeah. I like the idea, but I I don't see any need. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am a little bit afraid, remembering that we know the amulet is mind control, but I, I feel like... I I feel like we just have to go in and see what happens when we talk to them. I was about to say, I think we should need right. to bite the bullet. Yeah. Ooh, that makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So honestly, I think we're ready is, to... Huh? Do we want to approach... Oh, God. All three of you? Oh, well, Anyone? I think we want to rest first, Wait, right? I thought we just woke the... up. Oh, we did? I thought we were having yes. this conversation before we went to bed. Never mind. Oh, I mean, if you need to, if you need to, like, adjust some spells, like, that's totally fine. But yeah, this is first thing in the in the day. Okay. Yeah, I want to just switch out one spell because I feel like that's fine. it could be helpful to... Yep. I believe that you would have had that conversation after killing Niga in her sleep. I mean, Oy we vey. were digging for a while, so I'm sure we were yeah, discussing right. <laughs> while we were digging. <laughs> Yeah, and I I know Bria would want to be singing a song, but you know, there's no yeah. band practice without Bria. So I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little bitter vibe from DM about maybe killing her in her sleep. No, I'm just Is trying that... to make you guys feel guilty. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, that won't make me feel guilty. <laughs> well, some at all. of us already do. Okay. Oh, I know. That's why it's so fun okay. to do it. <laughs> Uh, where are you? Where are you? All right. I'm preparing pass without trace and swapping out a uh, beast sense. Okay. I don't know if that's the right thing to do. We'll find out later. <laughs> Okie dokie. So all three of you are approaching then the the main gate. That's correct. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. So you approach and coming down that little quote unquote path. And as you do, the uh, guards catch sight of you. They swing around. Today, this morning, the uh, main guard captain does not appear to be there. It appears to just be four of the regular sort of guards. Um, They swing around towards you. They see you coming. They look really surprised and confused. Uh, when they first catch sight of you, you're far enough away that they can't really make out too much about you. But as you get closer, they they just look a little shocked and taken aback, but they're sort of able to collect themselves, and they bar the way. One of them sort of steps forward, and the others close rank behind him, and they're just sort of staring at you, extremely confused and wary and sort of on edge. Phil? Hmm. You want to take Phil, this? hello. <laughs> well, I'm thinking uh, I would like to... Hmm, I wish I had something not threatening. Um, what's... Can you... (laughs) What if you use thaumaturgy maybe just to, like, speak to them and say, we mean you no harm, we come in peace. Yeah, I'll raise... Yeah, I'll I'll use thaumaturgy on my voice to, uh, boom, and, uh, we'll say, greetings, uh, greetings, good friends. We come in peace, and we actually, uh, well, no, what do I want to say? We have business with Uh, we, yeah, I'll say, um, greetings, good friends. We come in peace, and, uh, with good favors for you. Okay, make a persuasion check, please. I have Frosty's hat on. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's a 16. Okay. They, the three that have sort of closed ranks behind and have hands on their weapons don't move. The one in the front uh, sort of looks at you and says uh, in a very sort of 
soft and sibilant voice says, None are allowed within the walls of Silfson. None? None <laughs> still booming. our own. That's not true. Did we take the note? I mean, I assume Bizdira has it. Bizdira yeah. has yeah. the note, right? Yeah, I would have kept that. I don't know if yeah. we want to show it to them and be like, we know your games. Probably not. I'll reach my I'll reach my hand over to Bizdira. They all sort of flinch as you reach out, but realize that you're not going for a weapon or anything. Yeah, Bizdira will pull it out and hand it to him. Okay. I think I want to read it aloud. Okay. Um, it... It does have like the name of the orc leader on it. It doesn't. It doesn't have Niga's name, but it, it is like it is very clearly from the orc leader. Just so you know, but it doesn't specify Niga. It just says like my emissary. So you read it aloud, and they they sort of the three behind sort of look to each other and murmur to each other, and the one in the front says, "Where did you come by this?" The orc leader, of course. He says, No, I don't believe so. The one who carried it passed through here just yesterday. The orc leader grew impatient, so she sent us. He says, Show me. And holds his hand out. Show you what? The note. Will you let us up? He says, uh, what does he say? Something snarky. No, he just, he continues to hold his hand out. (laughs) My friend, you may be a grand magic user, and I may not be as... Highly regarded as you, but uh, I believe you're going to have to come down to get the note. Well, he's he's on the ground. He's I mean, he's a few, several feet in front of you. Oh, shit. I forgot. I thought he was up high. <laughs> no. Okay, then I'll go over and give him the damn note. God, that was going to be really so dramatic. You really want them up on top of that wall like in Monty I Python. Wanted, yeah, that's, yeah, Monty Python. I wanted to yeah, be, yeah, far in the direction. I know. So he looks at it. Hold on a second. Okay. So he looks at it and sort of hands it back to one of the three behind him. And he says, you must submit to examination. That's fine. dirty. He says, have you any items to declare? Yes, we do. He says, remove them and display them. Just want to make sure that uh, we will, in fact, be returned these items. Uh, Oh, he just wants you to pull them out. He doesn't need you to give them to him. Well, okay. Depending on what they that's, are, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I'm. I would like them to be returned to us as we enter. He's not. He's not taking them. Well, I know, but I just wanted to confirm that with him. We're, yeah, we want to hold on to them. Y- yes. Well, I, I didn't. I mean, like, I don't want him to like actually. I, I don't want him to like take them from the ground. Like, I'm gonna set them on the ground, and I would like him not to like approach. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. just needs them show like out visible so that oh, he can. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> This is I'm one of those moments it. where you and I just are talking about the exact same thing without realizing it. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I will show it to you. I'm not going <laughs> to hand it over to you. Yeah, no. Yeah, he doesn't need you to hand it. Okay, okay so, you, so what do you... Is there anything that the magic that you have that you don't pull out? Well, can he sense what's in my bag of holding? I, I guess I don't know. You can make an arcana check. I mean, depending on what the what it is that he's using, but you can make an arcana check to see if things are often detectable from there. Um, Flick will uh, take off... Uh, he will, you know, stylishly take off <laughs> Frosty's hat and, like, you know, twirl it around his finger and then put it back on. And okay. then um, he will uh, undo his bag of holding from his belt and show it to him as well. Okay. All right. Is there anything, like I said, is there anything that you're not displaying any of the three of you? Well, I just realized we didn't discuss whether... I should be wearing the fire shield or if we wanted to hide it in the back of holding. I mean, we do, we are quote unquote coming from the orc leader. Right. So I would show it. Oh, sure. Okay. Fine. Okay. I'm so is there, it. I hold up. Great. My is there arm. anything that you are not displaying? <laughs> no. I'll show I mean, my I'm not taking, my I'm not taking the shimmer. If they care about the I'm scroll. not taking the shimmer scale out of the bag. Okay. Is there anything else? Just the shimmer scale? Great. So the uh, one in front that's been talking to you reaches into his uh, belt and pulls out a similar looking sort of stick and he points it at you and sort of murmurs some words and his eyes begin to glow a sort of bluish purple and he looks each of you up and down and he sort of uh, stops at each of the magic items that you have in your hands. Uh, Flick, he stops for a particularly long time on your bag of holding, but he then he moves on. Uh, he looks and he, he looks a little concerned, Bizdira, at your dagger uh, but he seems to find everything in order, and so he nods, 
and he says, wait there, and turns back to towards the gates uh, and motions for his three uh, companions to go with him. And so they walk back to the gate and begin to, he steps sort of around the backside uh, and does something apparently, and the gates uh, very slowly sort of begin to swing inward and open. Great. Um, so are we waiting until he gives us the word to come forward uh i mean i'm I not going anywhere so. i'm not breaking any laws until i have to <laughs> okay so he once they're open they, and they only open about halfway like clearly they're pretty paranoid and they they aren't opening the gates all the way but it's it's plenty wide enough for you all to walk through um and he sort of comes back around and nods to you all cool great i'll follow great. him so you all well he's he's sort of still behind the behind the doors he's just come out sure. to where you can see him yeah okay all right so you all walk uh into the gates and you can see past the gates you see this sort of incredible city that clearly was was something to behold before the years got to it um now there are probably as many as many buildings that have crumbled into ruin as there are ones that are still functional um some of the area you can still see some paving stones but in certain areas the swamp has sort of taken over even the paving stoned areas the uh, you can just see moss and algae and s- they're all sort of slick with moisture and it's it's uh, almost sad in a way to see what this once great city because it's very clear that it was once great has has fallen to as you all get past the gates the gates begin to close behind you and as they do you notice that there are quite a few more guards just out of view on the other side of the wall and all of them have their weapons ready and drawn, and all of them move to attack as you pass through the gates. And that <laughs> is where we're going to end it this week. And that's oh, why I hate fuck. the honest way. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out... Well, I think you know what you're going to find out next week. Do I have to say it? No. TPK, if you enjoyed your listening... TPK. What? TPK. No, I mean, probably not. You all haven't died yet. If you enjoyed your listening experience, it would be swanky if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcasts from. The more five-star ratings and reviews we get, the better our placement on those sites, and the better our placement, the more people we'll get to listen. Remember, you can reach out to us as well on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at d, the letter N, d, last refuge. We'd love to have you follow us and let us know what you think of the show. And of course, you can email us at dndlastrefuge refuge at gmail.com we also have a patreon page patreon is an awesome way for fans of artists and creators to become a part of an inner circle of patrons and get prime access to character sheets bonus content and more for as little as one dollar a month you can check out all the cool benefits and perks that our patrons get by going to patreon.com slash dnd last refuge patreon is spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n Right now, we want to thank some of our awesome patrons who have already joined us. Thank you so much to our Shimmer Scale tribe leaders, Los Vargases, Ellie, and Sabria Alston. If you want to get a shout-out on the show, hop over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron. We also do still have our website with character and player bios, fan art, a link to our Patreon, and a calendar of what conventions the Last Refuge team is going to be attending. DM Jazzy Hands and Story Consultant Robert will be at Gen Con starting tomorrow, so come find us and say hi. That web address is www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira. Kit. And Flick. <laughs> Happy gaming, y'all. This is... I'm so nervous. Game. Please don't hate me. Yeah. Hopefully. We... Ooh. Um, I had so many thoughts. They have, like, flown out of my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Um...